Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we're talking with Stephanie Pena, the new event coordinator for Calle do Cinco in historic Capitol Hill. Stephanie has previously managed events for businesses such as Science Museum Oklahoma, the Girl Scouts of Western Oklahoma, Dead Center Film Festival's Glitter Ball, Miss Hispanic UCO, Kind Events, and events for the Hilton Empire. So Stephanie, we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Kirsten. It's a pleasure. Calle Dos Cinco's and historic Capitol Hill has a long and rich history in OKC, being once slated to be the capital of our city. Located just south of downtown and bordering the Oklahoma River, the Capitol Hill District is growing and thriving like so many other historic pockets in OKC, enhanced with multicultural diversity and city support. This is a place where Oklahoma history and Latino culture come together to create a vibrant multicultural neighborhood business district. So what does it mean to you, Stephanie, to be part of such a beautiful gem in a beautiful gem of a district in our metro? Well, that's a great question and thank you so much for, for it. Um, you know, that's what's really cool about Calle do Cinco in historic Capitol Hill is that it really is this beautiful immersion of the history of our city um, right in the central heart of it, as well as the cultural aspects. Um, so as you know, you mentioned Kirsten, um, Calle do Cinco merge with um, Historic Capitol Hill is really a beautiful thing. So Historic Capitol Hill, like you said, it was um, in existence before Oklahoma had even received statehood, which is really, really cool. So, so rich and so, um, you know, just just amazing to, to really stay connected to our history. And what's also really interesting that a lot of people may not know is that it wasn't really historically Latino. Um, you know, it really, um, up until a couple of decades ago, there really wasn't as much of the Latino community, um, you know, um, involvement um, until, you know, a couple of, of decades ago. So it's really cool to kind of marry those. And I'll just say that as far as, you know, our office and our initiatives, our leadership, our board, you know, we're really just focused on family-oriented and family-centered events um, and really just focused on our communities and um, our supporting our small businesses in the district and that sort of thing. So we're not necessarily catering to a specific ethnic culture. Of course, we're showing the beauty of, you know, um, the diversity in our communities, but it is a great opportunity to introduce non-Latino um, community members with the Latino community, community members and just kind of, you know, getting to marry some of our events um, you know, surrounding that beautiful immersion. Well said. And if you have ever been down to this district, you get a feeling for what you just said as well. There is such vibrant diversity throughout the district. You have some signature events that really bring those things out, but you're right, both Latino and non-Latino families, there's something for everybody down in your area. So I'm, I'm so excited. So what a time to start a new job and a new job and events at that. Much of last year and this year too has unfortunately been consumed with thoughts of the pandemic. Capitol Hill is known for these vibrant and festive and family-friendly events like we just mentioned, one of them being Fiestas de las Americas, OK Scene Latino Film Festival, Miss Fiestas de las Americas Scholarship Pageant, and so many other family favorites. 
Last year, the an annual Fiestas de las Americas was held virtually. Um, like so many other events, we had many events that were held virtually as well. Can you tell us a little bit about your pivot decisions? What still made it special this past year? How people were able to enjoy it and how it turned out? Absolutely. Well, um, as everyone knows, those are really difficult decisions to make because we want to continue to provide the programming um, that our audiences are used to and always want to grow them and make them, you know, even more relevant and even more fun and engaging, um, but certainly faced with challenges. You know, I think that the, the silver lining that presented itself and continues to present ourselves, uh, present itself as we um, move forward in sort of hybrid ways um, of you know, virtual versus in-person programming is that we are able to reach a broader audience with the virtual platform, which is really, really exciting. You know, folks that maybe would not have been able to engage in person were able to enjoy, um, you know, some of the content that we were able to bring online. Um, so that really is the silver lining, you know, um, both with, well, like you said, with all of our events, uh, particularly with the OK Cine Latino um, film festival that's that we're currently in this season right now. Um, and I hope you don't mind if I go ahead and just kind of share a little bit about that. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so the OK Cine Latino Film Festival is um, is happening right now. So essentially, um, it's happening April 23rd through the 25th. But we actually really start those festivities the beginning of March because we um, engage a film institute for high school students, which is a particular passion of mine, both professionally and personally. Um, so it's really hard to, to not be super excited about it. So forgive me if I if I just ooze with, with energy on it because I just love it. Um, so the OK Cine Latino Film Festival is in its seventh year. We're celebrating our seventh year. And then the Institute is in its fifth year. Um, the festival itself really was a project, uh, a passion project of Tango Public Relations um, and the leadership within Tango and Tango's relationship with um, our district, Gaedo Cinco, and um, with very, very strong community partnerships such as the Dead Center Film Festival. So at that time, for instance, I was the Latino liaison for Dead Center Film Festival's advisory board. So I got to play a role in, in that capacity, which was really exciting. And now to be able to play a greater role in this capacity is super exciting. Um, so champions like Lance McDaniel, Kim Haywood, you know, really helped us. Uh, our festival director, Rogelio Almeida, is a genius, an award-winning filmmaker. In fact, my first interaction with Roy was um, over 10 years ago when he was showcasing one of his award-winning films on a national platform. Um, so I work for the largest Latino civil rights and advocacy organization in the nation. Roy and his team were presenting a film on an international platform in, in that regard. So I kind of knew him as a filmmaker there. And then, of course, us being Oklahomans and have continued to be able to work together here. But anyway, back to the festival. Um, you know, we just really wanted to provide an opportunity for um, for Latino filmmakers in the state of Oklahoma to be able to get film education, promote their work, learn more about um, opportunities to make films here in the state of Oklahoma and bring them to broader audiences. 
And that's exactly what's happened. Um, we've had over 100 films submitted over the years. I mean, those numbers just continue to grow. The films that are submitted to the festival are from all over the world, from um, South America, Mexico, you know, Central America, um, obviously throughout the state. We, of course, focus on and try to highlight those Oklahoma Latino filmmakers, which we have a great number of producing quality, quality content that we're very proud of. And one special component um, of the festival is our student filmmaking piece, and uh, which leads me back to the Student Institute. So the Ocasino Latino Film Institute is for high schoolers ages um, 14 through 18 in Oklahoma, here in central Oklahoma. And uh, we've been really lucky because the, this past, this whole month of March, we were able to provide um, safe social distance um, film education for these high school students. And now they're in the editing process. So that's very exciting. And so they will, we filmed a movie last, uh, last weekend and you will see it April 23rd through the 25th. It will be a part of the festival. So proud of these kids. These kids get hands-on experience from script writing to editing to of course the actual filmmaking itself behind the camera it is all student-led every single student gets a chance to do every single thing so um, for instance last saturday you know in in one moment there um a student was being the the um script supervisor and then they shift from their role to cinematographer to first assistant director like they get to try on every single hat uh, which is just amazing and it's a great experience too because some kids go come into the program and they're like you know i don't have any interest in an on-camera work i'm shy or i only am interested in you know behind the camera but it's so great to to see all those different roles and have an appreciation for them because they get you know that hands-on experience so all of these things to say, we're very excited to present amazing programming for this year's festival. The films themselves, as well as um, Q&A with the filmmakers, we have a special focus on gender, on, um, again, you know, Oklahoma Latinos, all those kinds of things. Um, the analytics of Latino filmmakers that we've been able to share with our audience is really amazing. Um, zero to 4% of filmmakers are Latino zero to four percent it's a pretty incredible wow. number so we are trying to do our part to change that here in the state of oklahoma uh, with this festival and as you know oklahoma's film festival is booming we are you know hollywood here in the heartland and gallo cinco is just trying to put the uh, hispanic in the hollywood in the heartland and you know just um really play our role in that we've been very lucky to have strong partnerships from our um, Oklahoma film community, and we're honored to be a part of um, that landscape. Whenever people come from out of town, I always say that Dead Center is the best kept secret. And I'm so glad that you all have started this initiative and especially kind of bringing in young filmmakers. It's hard to get started in this. Like you said, people, kids especially, face stage fright, confidence issues, giving them this opportunity, teaching them these skills, will not only last them maybe into some careers, but just to be proud of their work. I mean, there is something to be said for that. And it sounds like your passion is shining through. I know it's contagious for me, so I can only imagine how these kids are feeling as well. So tell me a little bit more about OKCNA Latino Youth Institute. Um, you, you talked about the involvement in the film festival. Um, they serve students throughout the state ages 14 to 18. 
It's a great opportunity for kids to get started and it's very accessible. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, if we have listeners that have um, kids in that age range that they'd like to get involved in something like this, how can we get started? How can parents support it? Let's, let's talk a little bit about it in that regard. Absolutely. And thank you for asking. And, you know, we really need the support from everyone, from parents to our, to our community business partners. And, um, and again, we, to continue the support that we're receiving from just the Oklahoma film community in general, which we're so grateful for. It is for kids 14 through 18. Um, and what's really cool is that because of our partnerships with Dead Center and um, the Oklahoma Film and Television Academy and other just strong partners, we're hopefully able to um, sort of cultivate the interest and give some baseline um, education to our students for them to continue their education, um, just like an ongoing, you know, professional development type of situation with um, those education programs as well. So that's really great. You know, we don't want it to just be episodic. Um, I mean, we're grateful that the kids can can engage on any level, but we want them to continue their education, whether that's through, you know, a free program like Dead Center. Um, um, academy that happens in the summer in conjunction with their festival or through other just other educational opportunities as you know OCCC has one of the best film programs in the state of Oklahoma um, OU has a strong program I mean so many great you know Oklahoma Film and Television Academy just so many different great opportunities we want our kids to continue to do that and then also as a, an institute we um, are working on taking our programming, not just within this festival season, but trying to do um, an additional summit during the summer. And so, yeah, just kind of continue those opportunities. You know, um, one of the other challenges that we're really happy to help um, our kids work through is maybe whether it be for themselves or for their families, we don't want them to feel limited by language. So if they feel like, you know, a little bit less confident because maybe English is their learned language. We want them to feel completely confident that they can create film in the tongue that they're the most um, comfortable with, as well as um, you know receive any support that they need in terms of promoting that film or just continuing to work with the overall film community. We wanna be a liaison for that in every capacity that we can. But absolutely anyone who is interested in the program, and again, um, you know, if you weren't able to join us this past spring, there are future opportunities for sure. We're only gonna grow, 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 especially as we're able to open our doors even more next year. They can um, engage us on social media. It's just OK Cine Latino Film Festival. We're on every social media platform. Um, and yes, you know, just just for parents to know that that we're here. We're here for the kids. Again, you know, really the overall objective of this program is to bring um, Latino film education to communities that maybe wouldn't have already had access to that or known about the access to such great opportunities. So please join us. And we need our business partners support too. You know, I'll find, say one final thing on this talk. You know, as we watch our throw and boom, um, which we're so excited to support, we want to make sure along with our fellow partners that we're able to provide quality um, uh, work, you know, quality production assistance and, and camera positions and, and actors and, and every role to those productions who are choosing to engage the Oklahoma film rebate, you know, to come here and, and film, we want to provide the best talent in front of and behind the camera. So that's one of our main objectives is to make sure that they're getting the best on their set. And we want to help, you know, make sure that our kids are equipped and, and educated and, and have that experience to be able to join in and make the filmmaking experience the best for everyone. 
how timely is that too? I mean, with the downtown convention center building up with Cox turning their way toward more of a filmmaking space, you guys are going to be right in line to be providing those opportunities. I'm so glad that we're able to talk about that. And I know we're going to have some readers and, and listeners interested in that. So thank you. Um, one more question about uh, the OKCNA Latino Film Festival. You're in your seventh year, as you mentioned, and this year you are honoring a very special Oklahoman with the festival Padrino Award, which I've come to learn has been created especially for him. And I think everyone that hears this is going to be really excited. So tell us your honoree and the significance of this award. Absolutely. Our honoree is one of my favorite humans ever birthed, <laughs> Lance McDaniel. So if anyone has been around Oklahoma City for any amount of time, they know that Lance McDaniel is Oklahoma City's treasure. Um, he is, as you know, one of the most talented and most generous individuals, um, a gift to the world. Um, of course, we know that Lance led as executive director of Dead Center Film Festival for over 10 years. And of course, is an independent filmmaker, um, has done um, dozens of films as an Emmy Award winner. I mean, his, his credits just go on and on. He worked on the Oscar Award winning Million Dollar Baby. He's just such a treasure and a wealth of knowledge. Um, and such an advocate for film education and for filmmaking opportunities for all, uh, whether those are young filmmakers still in, you know, um, high school or whether they're emerging filmmakers that are my age or somewhere in between, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, Lance played a very influential role in um, helping launch the OKC Latino Film Festival seven years ago. Um, so he really lent his expert knowledge um, and support in many, many ways um, to the festival, like I said, seven years ago, and has continued to be a strong encourager and support um, as the festival has grown by leaps and bounds. So for anyone who is unfamiliar with the term padrino, padrino basically means like the godfather um, or like that a uh, revered uncle, you know, someone um, close, close in your family who just loves on you and helps guide you and is a support to you. And that is who Lance is to us as Callado Cinco in Historic Capitol Hill, as leadership of OKC and Latino, that's who Lance is to us. So we wanted to honor him with that um, title. And he has been so gracious to just engage us on, on so many levels and really just support the, the festival, you know, in, in every way that he possibly can. He brings so much value. So we're honored to, um, to have Lance with us as our padrino this year and, um, and just continue to, to support the festival. And we're gonna be giving him a special award, um, physical award that, that we'll see, um, you'll see on social media and that sort of thing, um, as well as you'll, you'll get to catch um, behind the scenes interviews and that sort of thing with Lance directly during the festival itself, April 23rd through 25th. Um, I'll say one final thing about the festival in this context. We are lucky to be able to just have a virtual streaming platform for the festival. So if you go to OKCNA Latino Film Festival, like I said, just search that anywhere um, online or contact me directly. Um, the festival itself is three days. There's many ways to engage, whether it's an individual ticket or whether it's a whole weekend pass, which is a great deal and totally the way that I would engage it. And what we've learned from other festivals that we've been involved in is, you know, get your pass, get your tickets, and then engage when you want to. You don't have to show up at seven o'clock to watch the feature narrative. You can watch it 
at two in the morning if you need to or, or whatever that looks like you know as we know that's a great way to just engage virtual programming um is at your your convenience within your schedule um but you're able to watch all the films um and that sort of thing so um so yeah so catch that that extra programming as well like i said with filmmakers and greats like lance mcdaniel our judges um the filmmakers themselves who are winning awards all across the the world not just the country so you'll want all that extra content so come join us we talked about silver linings of the pandemic earlier in this interview and that is truly one of them i mean our audience our listeners our parents and set times, especially that seven o'clock hour, just doesn't always work with bedtime and dinner and bath and all the stuff you're doing in between there. So I have been very appreciative of virtual streaming and on-demand options. Like it sounds like you all are offering and we will be tuning in, whether you, whether it's 2 a.m. like you said, or <laughs> it's closer to the start time. It's nice to have those options for flexibility for busy families. And you, I mean, your love for Lance McDaniel is shown through and that can, cannot be understated. The McDaniel family in general has done so much yes. for Metro and we are so lucky to have them. It sounds like the, the whole family. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just the whole family obviously have been advocates for education and just opportunity at every level um, for, for the state of Oklahoma. Obviously Lance's dad, you know, being such a visionary and change maker in higher ed. Um, my father um, retired as being the highest ranking Latino in education for the state of Oklahoma. He was the vice chancellor for the state regions of higher ed. So I was able to be introduced to a lot of those change makers who were diversity loving and just student loving, you know, family loving um, in terms of their initiatives. And of course, yeah, the whole McDaniel family, um, his brothers, I mean, just, you know, are, are just treasures. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. So speaking of upcoming events, next week is already the start of May, which I just cannot believe, which means Cinco de, Ma de Mayo is coming up. In addition to the fun ways of celebrating Cinco de Mayo, how can non-Latino families observe this holiday as a way to learn more and appreciate Latino culture and traditions? We'd love some tips from you. Yes. Um, and then we'd also love to know why you believe it's important that we take time to learn more about cultures other than our own. That is such a great question, Kirsten. Thank you for, for, um, for asking. So a couple of different things. I do think that, you know, as I'm sure you have a lot of conversations about education um, as, a, as a huge part of, of, of what your mission is about um, and it being a priority of ours as well, you know, it is ultimately the responsibility of our, of our parents and, um, and caretakers and um, just the adults in our kids' lives to make sure they get a comprehensive view and understanding of, um, of history. And I love that I feel like those conversations are continuing to grow and I, I just love that. Um, you know, in Oklahoma Latinos, um, obviously we have so much, so much history to share. Um, on a global, um, from a more global view, you know, Mayo is an opportunity for um, families to have the conversation that Cinco de Mayo is actually not Mexican Independence Day. Um, it's not Mexico's independence from Spain or, or um, any other, you know, European um, influence and, and that sort of thing. It's about the Battle of Puebla. And so what's very cool, so a couple of things I'll mention in, in response to this, um, something we're very excited about is that um, one of our official Cinco de Mayo events is actually taking place at Scissortail Park. Um, so of course, we're just supporting them as a sponsor, I mean, excuse me, as a partner um, at Scissortail Park 
on um, Sunday the 2nd, so of course right before Cinco de Mayo, um, festivities start at 1 p.m. I believe music starts at 2 p.m. And um, what's really, really cool, we're so excited about is that over 100 students will actually be performing a reenactment of the Battle of Puebla. Great history opportunity for absolutely. yeah, absolutely for our kids to come out and learn and adults. I mean, there's always things to learn. I mean, you know, we're students of life always. So, um, so it's a great opportunity to really experience the historical piece of Cinco de Mayo is that Sunday before, and then what's really cool is that you know they can engage on that Sunday in Cisertel Park. And by the way, the leader behind that is Robert Ruiz, our our dear friend, and we are grateful for his leadership especially in bringing the educational component to, to the event, as well as, of course, fun. They'll be headlining bands and, and all kinds of wonderful things. And then on actual Cinco de Mayo, on that Wednesday, come out to Calle dos Cinco in historic Capitol Hill and join us. We're going to be doing a couple of different things. So in late afternoon, we want you to come out and visit our district businesses. We're going to do basically like an open house. Come, you know, get some tortillas, get a coffee, um, look at our graphic design companies that are out there, Grill on the Hill. I mean, so many different business partners come get to know us as a district and the um, services that we, that we, goods and services that we offer. Um, come talk to business owners and that sort of thing. So that'll be at the tail end of the day. And then join us for an early evening concert that will be there in the district. Um, and we're very, very excited about that. So the show itself will um, is by, is by an award-winning performer and will showcase um, basically those favorite Latin songs, maybe even some songs that you may not know the title to, but you know how to move to it. You've heard it out and about um, and you're like, oh yeah, I know that song. We want you to just come out, dance, enjoy the music. Um, it's family friendly, of course, bring, bring the kids, bring everyone out, enjoy an early evening concert with us. Um, it will be um, around the Yale Theater area and there'll be more details to come but just come out to the district, join us for late afternoon, and then stay for the early evening concert. Um, so that's what we've got going on during Cinco de Mayo. Um, and again, you know, the, the district is for everyone. And one of the, the um, goals of kind of centering around an open house theme is for the community to get to know us. We have a volunteer program um, that is called Friends of Calle dos Cinco. And so it's a great opportunity to learn more about the specific events that we do so that you can find a place to land. Um, you know, if your gift is in registration or your gift is in feet on the ground, or, you know, obviously we, we all have so many different gifts. This is a great opportunity to learn about the different programs that we offer and events that we do so that you can find a way to plug in, whether you are a resident there in the Capitol Hill district or a neighbor, you know, we have strong relationships with our other districts that we love, 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 and um, we love to support them and we appreciate their support and they have been so supportive. I love that. Yeah, this is, that's a great way to just kind of be introduced to all the vibrant businesses that are down there and all the vibrant programs you're offering. And especially these, you know, kind of mid spring, early summer outdoor concerts before it gets too hot. I mean, yes, sounds like a great time to me, <laughs> especially yes. since we've all been inside staring at our own four walls. Might as well go out and experience something like that, like an outdoor concert. Absolutely. <laughs>
So some of the other annual events you offer, let's see, I'd love to talk about Fiestas de las Americas. You host um, a pageant in conjunction um, with that. And I can't imagine, you know, it probably wasn't easy for the contestants of this pageant to perform all their duties during this crazy year that we've all lived through. So Teen Miss, teen miss Fiestas de las Americas, Adriana Jeanette Velez Fernandez and Miss Fiestas de las Americas, Caitlin Melgar have been seen throughout the community and throughout your social media pages, proudly representing their titles and the Capitol Hill District. Can you tell us about some of the events and initiatives they were able to support safely um, this past year? Absolutely. So these girls are incredible. So I have a long history with pageants. Um, I'm actually a part of the Miss America um, organization and um, helped uh, start, um, I didn't start it, but joined in early in on the Miss Hispanic UCO. And so I have a real heart for scholarship pageants. Um, and so I'll just say briefly that any opportunity I get to attach myself to scholarship programming, I really welcome because it is so much more than people people know. If you haven't been in, in the scene, it really is about cultivating, you know, public speaking skills with these young ladies, helping them develop their platforms, leadership opportunities that, as you know, only continue to serve them in the business world and in their, you know, adult lives and that sort of thing. So very passionate about those. Our two young ladies, like you said, um, Adriana and Caitlin, could not be finer ladies. They are so brilliant, so giving, um, and so engaging. What's really been cool, and especially now as the world is opening up more, you'll continue to see more and more, see and hear more and more from them. In fact, they're having a social media takeover day really soon. Um, you know, so they are, um, engaging their their speaking opportunities and other visibility that we're very proud about. Um, Caitlin just this past weekend was um, a part of a recognition event for educators and that sort of thing. Um, the Both of the girls were involved in our Cine Latino Film Festival um, programming with our students and that sort of thing. And you'll continue to see them. One of the most exciting things that I'll, I'll just speak on briefly that Caitlin has been doing is, so Caitlin's passion is really helping um, educate our community about the accessibility to transfer from, from, from excuse me, from community colleges to universities. The, 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 there is absolutely a path there and she wants to kind of help educate um, our communities about the accessibility of that path. Not only do we want everyone to think about, um, you know, continuing their education in general, um, but also that there is a path from community college to university. So one of the projects that Caitlin has been working on has been um, cultivating those scholarship and fundraising initiatives. And what's really amazing is that one of our other community partners, the LCDA, which is the Latino Community Development Agency, for anyone who might be unfamiliar, please check them out. They're doing great work. The LCDA is actually matching funds. So whatever Caitlin and her team um, is able to bring to the table in terms of those fundraising um, you know, efforts, LCDA will match in scholarship form. They've really stepped up to the plate to help not only provide like one big scholarship, but provide multiple scholarship opportunities for contestants in general, for, for just participants, because they see their efforts and they see um, and recognize um, that these girls are just trying to you know, create and walk through even better, bigger and better opportunities for themselves so that they can be, you know, they are our future leaders and that sort of thing. So 
we're very excited about all that Caitlin is doing doing there. Um, again, if anyone wants to, to partner in and help, um, please contact me. I'd be more than happy to connect you. But we're so proud of these girls um, and just the leadership that they bring um, as young Latinas, as Oklahomans. Um, they're, they're doing great things. Just super proud of them. Uh, and, and again, like you said, making the best of sort of the, the virtual opportunities and now from hybrid to, to finally in-person. We are excited to offer an in-person um, pageant this year in September, uh, which will precede the um, October 2nd Fiesta de las Americas um, day of festivities, which I know we'll talk more about, but the, the pageant will precede that. Um, and so we're very excited. Oh, great. I mean, so how many of us as adults can say that we've paved those leadership opportunities for the next generation? And here's Caitlin, a young person, you know, a shining star truly for the rest of our future, um, providing opportunities and paving roads for, for many of her peers even. And that is very impressive. And I'm so glad you told us about that matching scholarship that is outstanding. Absolutely. Really to be proud of. Um, but I actually do wanna get into the Fiestas de las Americas. Yeah. Many of our team members here at the magazine, and I know everyone else that is listening, um, we're all excited to be getting back to normal. And so I'm so glad that uh, starting this fall, you guys are going to be hosting that in-person pageant and Fiesta de las Americas, your you know, cornerstone event. Can you tell us about what we can expect at that event this year? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Fiesta de las Americas is our cornerstone event. It is our, our big, beautiful baby. <laughs> uh, Fiesta has been going on for now, you know, over a decade. I mean, we're just so proud of it. Um, and, you know, from major entertainment, um, all day long entertainment, to vendors, we have a beer garden, we have a kids zone, we have um, all different kinds of opportunities for merchants, um, you know, to encourage our thriving, growing um, entrepreneurs, which we can also talk a little bit more about in, in just a second. Um, but there is literally something for everyone of all ages, from our little bitties to our older adults and every everybody in between. Um, you know, it's just such a great opportunity, like I said, everything from the, the artist market to, um, to again, incorporating elements of the pageants, um, over 50 floats that are, that are involved. Um, and we're just, we're just so excited to be able to show our community uh, what a beautiful, vibrant, and diverse community we are amongst Latinos. You know, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I mean, you know, we're not just Central Americans, not just Mexicans and Guatemalans, um, but, you know, South Americans and, and all of that. And so for me, that's one of the outstanding sort of highlights of Fiestas is to kind of get to show our community that there are so many different communities within the Latino community here in the state of Oklahoma. And I think that we don't always get to see that. Um, and so I think it's really, really beautiful. So many different dialects and so many different types of, of dance. Um, you know, I'll just briefly say this. Um, one of the films that we're featuring in the festival is um, a film called Finding Carlos, and it's um, Lance McDaniel's latest film. And within that film, he featured many, many genres of dance um, under the leadership of Hichapu um, from UCO and Adelita Hernandez. And what's really cool is that those dances, those performances within the film, 
are all represented by different sections, regions, and states within, um, you know, different ethnic communities. So, for instance, you know, there might be a Mexican folkloric um, piece that's from a very specific part of Mexico, and so it has a very specific, you know, costume and sound and, you know, these different kinds of things. So what's really beautiful is, to use that as an example, those are the kinds of performances, along with many, many others, that people can experience on that stage at Fiesta de las Americas and see, wow, I didn't realize there were so many, even within just Mexico, or we have a strong Guatemalan community, a strong Colombian community, Marty Rickman is, um, one of our, our leaders in the community, Ilda, you know, we, we've got so many different um, beautiful, diverse Latinas and Latinos um, here in our state who are, you know, really representing their individual communities very well and then coming together with us to collectively, you know, showcase those things. Same with food, same with, you know, our vendors, our markets, um, and getting to just experience all the beautiful diversity within our community. And I just always think that that's such a great opportunity. And also, you don't have to have any base knowledge or affiliation with the Latino community whatsoever. You can be just a fan of the grill on the hill and historic Capitol Hill and we would love to, you know, engage. Again, our, our businesses are so supportive, our graphic design, our, you know, so many, so many different um, community members. So it's just a great way to, 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 you know, experience the whole district and learn all about us. Through the parade and through all the different activities, people can walk around and, and just get to know us even geographically, as well as, you know, as far as the program programming piece of things. Yeah, that's awesome. I know this is an event that my family's especially looking forward to this year. My little boy is two and he loves music. He loves dancing and he likes tortillas too. So we're going <laughs> to. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, please go by Lupitas. So I am now a regular there. I literally come in and they're like, are you here for your weekly tortilla order? And I'm like, yes, they have vegan options. They've got every kind of option. They're just, they're amazing. We love them. And their tortillas are delicious. And obviously I have a pretty high standard. So <laughs> they're great. They're great. I heard it from you. It must be good. So yes. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so this last year, you know, we've talked about silver linings. We've talked about some of the challenges and the pivot points. Um, but I do know it was especially hard on some locally owned businesses, um, including some of those that are in Capitol Hill District. Can you tell us what is inspiring you and giving you hope right now in the midst of all the chaos that's gone on this past year? Absolutely. You know, it's the people. It is the people, you know, one of my, so my, my former boss um, and very good friend who I continue to work with another capacity, Kent Stephen Myers, who um, is vice president at Humankind Hospitality. Um, he always uh, used the phrase, you know, it's not, it's not a party without the people. And that's absolutely true from an event production standpoint. But what's really cool is that, um, it really is the heart of the people that drives us. You know, it's not just them showing up, although we appreciate their physical presence and their online presence as well, but it's really the heart behind it. And our district was no stranger in being able to experience the heart of the people. So a couple of different ways that people really showed up for our district was, um, you know, people would come and patrons would come visit um, Grill on the Hill and leave a hundred dollar tip. Um, Folks would come into La Confección, our beloved bakery, and they would buy an entire basket full of goodies and send it to frontline workers 
here in the Oklahoma City metro area. Um, people would come into uh, again just other businesses and just order order in bulk. You know, um, make make large orders, send them to to people, or um, you know, like I said, feed their employees or whatever it is, and just continue to to engage in ways that they could. And we're so so grateful um, at the value that our patrons were able to show our business district and just our community in general, um, you know, by continuing to engage services and, and purchasing goods. Um, and we look forward to that continuing to happen as we continue to provide programming and support and all the reasons to come visit us as a district. Awesome. Yes, I love those stories of humankind showing kindness to all humans. And that those are stories we don't hear enough of. So I appreciate you sharing some of those things. Um, I agree. That's what we need to hang on to to give us hope right now. So that is just beautiful. Is there anything else we left out that you'd like to share with us uh, today? Just that, you know, we are a district for everybody. Like I said, just for everyone of all ages, you know, our mission is to just provide a safe and fun and engaging place for kids of all ages. Bring your family out, get to know us. Um, please contact me individually. I'll treat you to a coffee, you know. Um, I would love to just get to know. And again, we are just so grateful for all of our support from the fellow districts. Um, fellow um, major events that, that we all know and love um, and that I'm sure that that from your platform you're able to share about you know we're just excited to be able to to partner with we're all excited like you like you've said a couple of times throughout the interview we're all excited to be moving forward in like I said maybe it's more of a hybrid event right now but really getting back into the event world um, we're all excited and so so we're we're just here for that so um, but yeah please just come and, and engage with us get to know us come to our open house um, we do um, a few a few different events throughout the year, five to seven events throughout the year. And so even if it's a thing where, you know, you can't spend the whole day with us um, or, you know, there are just different um, events that are more within sort of your lane or your, you know, um, area of comfort, we're here for all of it. I'll mention one last item, which is that we are so excited to launch a brand new event from our district starting the first Saturday in June. It's called El Mercado. And so it is a market um, and people can come out, our patrons can come out and engage our different entrepreneurs. We really are very passionate about um, cultivating and growing and nurturing our small businesses. Um, as I know many districts are, and we love to, to support those. And so this is an opportunity to come out, visit, you know, Selva will be selling their beautiful plants, their gorgeous, gorgeous um, works. And other vendors, if you're interested in becoming a vendor for that event, please let me know. Um, but yeah, just come on out. It'll be kind of like a pop-up marketplace type setting on Saturdays um, starting in June. So that'll really be a summer focus for us. And then you'll already kind of be familiar with us by the time Fiestas gets here in the fall because you will have joined us on Saturdays. Um, but yeah, it's called El Mercado. And so that launches um, the first Saturday in June. So like I said, something for everyone, whether it's just a Saturday morning thing or an all day thing or, or you know, come to the pageant, but um, something for everyone. Awesome. Thank you. I'm excited about that as well. Make sure uh, you read about it on your website. Let's see, we can find you at www.historiccapitalhill.com or on social media at Calle Docinco. Um, you're on all, all the social platforms. If you have a student that is interested in getting involved in OKC NAE, uh, Stephanie, would you give us your email address one more time for those parents interested? 
Absolutely. It's events at historiccapitalhill.com. And it's important to note that capital is with an O. I do a lot of other work with this capital with an A, but this is capital with an O. So events at historiccapitalhill.com. Beautiful. Thanks again, Stephanie, for joining Thank us you. today. Thank you, everyone, for listening and join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.